Welcome paranormalists, fringe dwellers, and my fellow travelers on the road to and from the unknown. This is Paranormal Tales from the Tower, recorded at Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park, New Jersey's historic downtown district. Join us for stories of the strange, the unusual, and of course, the paranormal. My name is Kathy Kelly. Welcome to Paranormal Tower. Sit down, relax. I have something to tell you. Hey everybody, this is Kathy Kelly, and you are listening to Paranormal Tales from the Tower, which we are recording here at Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park's historic downtown district. We also are recording this in Texas. Don't mess with it. Um, we have one of our favorite fellas out there, uh, Sean uh, Favory, who, as you guys know, is a member of the team. He left us and went uh, south. Uh, well, I guess not south of the border. Close enough, though. Um, he went to wall country, and uh, but he hasn't left the team. He's still here with us. So, hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, Sean and I have been talking about... Um, a couple of different things. We actually just spent about 15 minutes. I just spent 15 minutes telling <laughs> Sean a joke that was probably worth about 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have been talking the last couple of weeks. We wanted to do this last week, but um, technology kind of didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. We have been talking a lot about the conjuring universe. And when I talk about, when I'm saying the conjuring universe, I mean the universe of the film it started out, I think, as a trilogy, um, uh, The Conjuring, um, and it's kind of evolved into something that's way broader than just the original uh, film and the, orig- uh, the original film and its uh, sequel, or its two sequels. And when we talk about The Conjuring universe, we're talking about two things. One, we're talking about the films. We're talking about all of the movies that kind of fall under the... Um, is it James Wan? I think James Wan is the original yeah. director, right? Mm-hmm. Um, under the James Wan, um, you know, cape. And we're really, honestly, we're really talking about the Warrens um, and and Lorraine Warren and the uh, investigations that they've done. So we're looking at this from two different perspectives. One is kind of horror movies and this genre and how do we like this uh, series of films. And then the other is that, that, the basis of these films is purported to be the careers of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, both have, have passed away at this point, but Lorraine definitely was involved in the creation of the film, the, the earlier, at least the first four or five films. I mean, she passed away in August. Um, and I think she did have an involvement in the, in the third mm-hmm. film with, um, Patrick Wilson and Vera, however you pronounce yeah. it. Um, is it Familia? Familia? I can't. I, I, I yeah, I think you're close. It's some, what, something you, like that. Like this. You know what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> yeah. Her. That um, one. You know the one. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll talk about it in a couple of different ways, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So I tax. Uh, the other thing is, is that. One of the reasons why this became kind of an interesting subject is because recently the house that the film The Conjuring is based on has been back in the news because mm-hmm. the uh, the house recently got sold and it got sold to people who are paranormal enthusiasts 
who mm-hmm. bought it because of its historic haunted nature or reputation and who subsequently upon moving in found that at least according to what they're saying they found that the hauntings were legitimate their children have been impacted by it and they are inviting in um well-known investigators to either i'm not going to say validate the experiences well mm-hmm. i guess i guess, uh, I guess yeah. validate but i mean also um I, I, I guess to, yeah, I mean, I, I guess to say that, yeah, we're having these experiences and um, look, let's just get it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at the elephant in the room out of the way, mm-hmm. um, which is you got to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. If you have, if you buy a house because it's purported to be haunted by a demon that is in one of the highest grossing horror films in the past 30 years you and then you start saying it really is haunted you have to wonder at some point you know is this a move towards making financial gain sure. off of your uh, your investment to which i would say of course it is you know like and and that there's nothing wrong with making financial gain off of an investment like this mm-hmm. unless you're fabricating your story which is an entirely different argument. Um, and I don't know that there's anyone who is making that claim. That being said, mm-hmm. you have to take every one of these investigations and look at it and say, you know, these people bought this knowing, um, and now they're saying it's haunted, and is this all just a big setup and a commercial to start, you know, renting out you know demon house you know what yeah I mean? rent out the room right and yeah. and and um so we just have to leave that there we have to leave that there with kind of a caveat that that maybe it is but there doesn't seem to be any evidence that there is um mm-hmm. and the reason why uh sean and i decided to talk about it was because a tv show by the name of kindred spirits was going mm-hmm. there we wanted to kind of do this uh, last week, but like I said, technical difficulties prevented us from doing that. But last week they showed their their episode. Did you did you happen to capture? Did you happen to catch the um, the conjuring uh, the kindred spirits at the conjuring house by any chance? I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched that, and it right. was it was uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, obviously you have that history element. You know, you have everything that you talked about with the. You know the films uh, kind of showcasing that, but then uh, just the story of Ed and Lorraine kind of coming in too, and uh, this family what they went through. So it was, I think, one of the the most wild moment that was in there is bringing back the Perrin family, right? To see, see to yeah, yeah that I was agree. pretty powerful. You know, I thought I, I have to say I thought it was. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of cool that they didn't get a ton of like equipment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it made me it made me have a lot more faith in yeah. the results of their investigations. Because let me tell you something: if I were going in there and I was kind of full of shit and and I was just all about ratings and I was, I you sure. know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. let me tell you, you 
people would be talking about, oh my god, did you see that? You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna fake it, that's when you fake it. It's, there's such a, mm -hmm. there's such a big demand and desire for a payoff at a place like the, like at the Conjuring House, that if you're going to do that, that's where you do it. Yeah. And yet, and yet, I do have to say, I, I really liked, um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was really powerful that the way the the way the kids reacted i mean the kids are in their like 60s and 70s now yeah they were they were up there they're 50s 60s and 70s yeah mm -hmm. right i mean like 60s right i mean they'd have to be it was 40 45 yeah ago, you know mm -hmm. um and and just how clearly emotional they were yeah. and um and they've already made whatever they're making off of this Sure. You know what I mean, they've sold mm -hmm. their books. They've done everything. Like it's done now. They're not. It, it, it's unlikely they're going to be like, hey, you know, we're back. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're going to where we have another haunted house. You know, I mean, <laughs> and the fact that the mother didn't show up, the mother that the mother refused to step foot in the house, I thought was really yeah. compelling. Um, mm -hmm. I also thought, and and you know, like we could talk a little bit about the movies and then get into sure. the investigation, but you know, I thought so. I thought the Conjuring which at this point I think is eight years old. I thought The Conjuring yeah. was a very good movie. You mm -hmm. know, I thought it, I thought, and you know what it, you know what it made me think of too? Um, how having an A-list actor completely changes the tone of the film. I mean, when you, yeah. have, you have a couple of actors that you're like, oh no, these people are legit. Mm -hmm. You go in and you're like, I'm gonna give this thing the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you go into a movie with a, um, I'm probably going to like this because I saw Patrick Wilson in X, Y, and Z, or yep. I saw, you know, the lead actress in X, Y, and honestly, Lily Taylor, I mean, Lily mm -hmm. Taylor is like a indie angel, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's been in some great shit. Mm -hmm. um, and the guy from... Um, is it Office Space? What, what, yeah, he was Office, office space. space. He was the main right. guy, yeah. Right. And he's, he's done that... a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of has that John Cusack look to right. him a little right. bit. Unexpected, right? Never Unexpected, yeah. Never expected that. Mm -hmm. and... But these are not, like, you know, these are not people that are going to be in, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 7. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're real actors. and. Mm -hmm. And James Wan is a real director, and and so yeah. I mean I thought it was you know what I, I, I what I realized too is there was like no CGI in The Conjuring. True. I mm -hmm. mean almost everything was a practical um, effect. You know, there yeah. Was a lot of like there were a lot of jump scares, but they were good. Like they mm -hmm. they they really worked it. Yeah, I think one of the the coolest pieces of i guess like for marketing was with the trailer um when the mother is on the stairs of the basement and it's completely dark and you know, you just see the 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 light on her face and all of a right. sudden the hands come out right. and do the the clap oh yeah right oh that man terrifying man yep or when so simple too it's so simple and then you know that one scene where the two the two girls are in the in the bedroom together and they're Ooh. in twin beds yep. and one of them is like, "Would you shut up and go to sleep?" And mm -hmm. it's just someone grabbing this other girl's legs mm -hmm. and just how 
terrified she was. And the fact yep. that she was like, someone's in the corner, someone's in the corner. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps right no, now. I know. And that's because then you know the other girl was like, I see it too. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, and it, and it was because because at that point, you're you're like you're like you're like you know you're like you're like a voyeur at that point yeah and mm-hmm. and you know there's something in the corner <laughs> you know what i mean like you know <laughs> that there's something there and then and i mean even the big scenes like where the stuff like like where all the all the shit comes off of the walls and everything where you're like i doubt that happened i mean like i doubt yeah. it was that big but then the dog like mm-hmm. all of those little because they also presented such a loving family and do you remember yeah. the scene where she went to ask Ed and Lorraine to come and visit, like, come and check out the house? Do you remember she went to, like, uh, it was, like, Western Massachusetts University College. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Like, some, you know, where they made up the name of the college. Uh-huh, and the, yeah. <laughs> and, and Ed and Lorraine are on, on stage, and he's mm-hmm. like, some people call us a demonologist. Yeah. Some people call us well. Some people call us crazy. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, oh, there's charming Ed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot that, about that part. Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? And this is going off on a little subject, but I always find it kind of funny that whenever you watch those TV shows where it's like, um, you know, and then the actor is like slightly better looking. You know, like yep. it's like somehow his name, <laughs> just a. You know, forty percent better looking. Um, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> but I do feel like, uh, and pa- I mean, Patrick Wilson. Uh, he's, he's a looker. Big, yeah, yeah. You know, he's. I'm not gonna lie. He's a fine looking fella. He's a yeah. fine looking fella. You know, and she looked good too. She, mm-hmm. I thought, was far closer to Lorraine than, although. I don't. You know, I. I mean, they have this. They have this vibe about them, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's like it's very sexual too. Like they're very sure. into each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's always like, maybe we could go make some babies, or you know, like yeah. he's always very kind of like, and yet super religious and and mm-hmm. and I I I gotta be honest, I think that's how they saw themselves too. I think they saw themselves as like, you know, hip and yeah. Kind of had a little swagger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. But, but I mean, Ed Warren was like five four. I mean, you know, like he yeah. Which is not to say that he wasn't a big man in his own right. I'm just mm-hmm. saying he wasn't Patrick Wilson. You know? Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, the A list Hollywood right. uh, looker. You know, he's no. not Clark Gable. Right. You know. But I did like the scene where she went because. You know, now when we have stuff that's happening, I mean, I, I investigate, you've investigated with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People reach out for investigations. There's A lot of them are just like, I just want you to come to the house and entertain me. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like they all mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like, I don't do that anymore. I don't, you know, if you have, if you have ample evidence to get me out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, then I'll go, but uh, I'm not going to entertain you and your friends while you guys, you know, have a couple of beers and or a bottle of wine or something like that. Yeah. But the way they presented it was, you know, I mean, we're talking about the 1970s. There wasn't the internet, so she would have really had to. She would have really had to look 
guard yeah, she had to help. scour the resources. Right, yeah, right. And and the fact of the matter is, is that whether we, whether you look at the movie or you look at any of the movies, um, mm-hmm. they did go and they did investigate and they did, you know, they uh, they didn't, you know, this was the first of the Annabelle movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Annabelle had nothing to do with this movie. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Set up right to move into the kind of Annabelle, I guess, era of yeah. films. Um, because the first two movies are based on two of the most famous cases in paranormal history. Mm-hmm. Modern paranormal history. Yeah, I would say that too. Her family, right? Um, you notice that there. You notice there is one story that they're staying very far away from. Um, but the parent family. Yeah, <laughs> uh, start with an A. Yeah, it with a Middyville. Exactly. It starts with an A, ends with a <laughs> Middyville house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're staying. You know, they're staying very far away from that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the Conjuring Two. Um, which I honestly have to say had one of the scariest images I think I've seen in modern horror, which was, and it's again a very simple one, but mm-hmm. the guy sitting in the chair. Oh like, yeah. Like, just, you know, I, I don't I, like it, where they pan and the chair is empty and then they pan back and it's mm-hmm. just an old dude. Yep. You know he's just an old dude and he's got this pissed off look on his face and honestly it was fucking terrifying you know Mm -hmm. like it just because they do such a good job of putting you in the place of the kid you know what i mean where and then you start thinking like what if that empty chair has an old guy sitting in it like what if he's really there you know Mm -hmm. and and those are the things that really kind of get under your skin but when we talk about the conjuring universe there are really only three films of i think there's six of them now so there's there was the conjuring right yeah mm-hmm. there was conjuring 2 mm-hmm. um there was and was it annabelle creation no annabelle uh just annabelle is it just is it? annabelle right. yeah then creation then creation and now they have uh coming home annabelle, annabelle coming, coming home, home. is not there another what's there another yeah there's um uh there's the nun the nun that's right is the part nun. of it and believe it or not uh the the curse of la llorona is technically right. conjuring that part of the conjure they consider that part universe of the conjuring too. um mm-hmm. so we're talking about seven or eight films at this point but mm-hmm. only three of them are actually based on real things that happened in the warrens mm-hmm. lives and that's the conjuring one which yep. i think is probably amongst their best uh, other than amityville is probably yeah. their biggest case right um mm-hmm. and then you have conjuring 2 which is based on the enfield um poltergeist which is not a warren case i mean no i, I mean i i know i listen i know there are going to be people out here that hear this when we when we share this that are going to be super pissed off that i'm saying this but it, <laughs> it wasn't it, it's not a warren case you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a morris grossman case and um or uh, morris gross case um from what i understand they went over had a cup of tea there or something like that i i don't know you know but they yeah they certainly did not flood the basement and save you know and, and you can say that that's hollywood but that's also the warrens you know i mean the yeah. warrens the warrens 
if you are a if you are a Warren person, and you say, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren were doing the heavy lifting when when other people weren't, I actually think you're probably right. They were, mm-hmm. um, but they also they also were promoting themselves that way. You know, in other words, they wanted to be the ones there. They wanted to be the ones doing that. Um, you know, I, I, and I think that's a tough, that's a tough line to walk, you know, where, where you're not actually crossing into like maybe, maybe being more of an entertainer than an investigator or something like that. But, um, but I mean, they were not, I mean, they were in England for about a day and a half. They certainly were not part of this case. And Mm -hmm. the case is one of the best um researched and documented poltergeist cases in the world and yeah the then, enfield right the enfield yeah. poltergeist i mean mm-hmm. um to this day there are people who still like like you had police officers that were actually saying what they saw you mm-hmm. know and i thought it was a good movie too like on top of that i thought it was a good yeah movie. Mm-hmm. and um it's funny how things go though because while they were doing the movie I think the BBC was doing a um, was doing a uh, a mini series or doing a short series. Oh, that, that's cool. And, yeah, and but it certainly does not show that show the um, the Warrens as the primary um, investigators. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. If anybody wants to do any uh, homework, there's actually I really enjoy the last podcast on the left, and uh, they do. You know their comedic way of of discussing the Enfield poltergeist. I want to say it's like a two part thing. So if anybody wants some, uh, you know, further reading, we'll call it. <laughs> That's uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good way, an introduction into uh, the Enfield poltergeist. Uh, we do not promote other podcasts on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just edit. Well, we'll edit that in post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it we'll, in post. We'll, we'll, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here is Sting to play us out. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Harry's, uh, you know. I when I when I did uh I did Destination Truth like ten years ago. And mm-hmm. it was when we first opened up um the Paranormal Museum and we'd opened it up as the Jersey Devil Museum. And yeah. Josh Gates had come in and you know, Josh Gates is like you know, he's like six foot three brick wall. You know, I mean, he's just a huge dude. You know, and he's like, um, he's like a barrel. You, you yeah. know, like a really tall barrel. And yeah. um, and he honestly, he was super nice. He was very friendly. Um, we were not ready to open, but they were like, hey, we want to come shoot there. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever yes. you need. Like, like, and I, you know, I thought it was gonna, I thought it was gonna get people to come in. I was dreadfully wrong. It did not get anyone. <laughs> Um, part of the reason was is that they showed Josh driving up to the store, mm-hmm. but the map said it was in Smithville, in Smithville, uh. which is like you know, which is like seventy-five miles from here. But <laughs> yeah. they were here for a long time, and I, I, you know me, as soon as the camera went on me, I had to flop sweats. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we kept. We kept shooting the the beginning of it, and he was like, "You're doing great. You're doing great." He's like, "Let's just keep going with it, you know." And I and I was like this, and I go, "We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post." 
because I was doing the Bill O'Reilly bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've seen that, but it was, at have. the time it was huge, right? And he was like, it was like love that you just said that because I was like, God damn it, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. It was so funny. And, you know, because because O'Reilly was such a nut. Like, so yeah. crazy when he did that. Mm-hmm. But um, and that was also just my little way of being like, and we're on Destination Truth as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm famous for having given over a um, skin sample of the Jersey Devil to Destination oh. Truth. Which fortunately proved inconclusive. Yeah. You know, when, it, when, when it when it returned to us from when it returned to us from the DNA lab, yeah. it came back as thank you for not kicking us in the teeth, Josh Gates. Inconclusive. Yeah. It turns out that the woman that was doing the um, they, it went down to Georgia. They, they sent it down to Georgia. Uh-huh. So the Jersey Devil went yeah, down to nice. Georgia. Waiting <laughs> ten years to say that. Oh man! Um, but when uh, the person that they sent it to was, um, she was that that DNA that 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 genetics professor, that genetic genetics researcher, who mm-hmm. also was like, we have found Bigfoot. Oh, and then everyone's nice. like, where? And she's like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> she's like, well, that's on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. <laughs> and I will let you know in a little bit. Nope, it's like the, yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of uh, The Simpsons where Homer is like, I'm just going to pose as Mr. Burns and go take all his money out of the bank. <laughs> so he, he goes up to the teller and they're like... Uh, Hi, uh, how can I help you? He's like, withdrawal for Mr. Burns. I'm like, okay, Mr. Burns, what's your first name? I don't know. <laughs> and yet he got the money, I believe. I yeah, right. <laughs> that's like um, that Steve Martin, uh, that Steve Martin joke from you know 150 years ago, yeah. where he's like, he's like, he's like, don't ever forget, kids. Two simple words can help you through anything. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot armed robbery was illegal. So good. We, okay, yeah, we have wandered far afield from uh, from the country. But um, so, so, so some of the arm. other movies that went in, right? So some of the other movies, like so, like the uh, first of all, like let's talk about the fact real quick that mm-hmm. the Annabelle doll does not look like the Annabelle doll, right? I mean, yeah, it, I, the original is uh, Raggedy Andy. I mean, or Raggedy Ann doll. I, I feel say. like the Annabelle doll that they used is like ridiculous. It's so like no kid would be like, oh, I love her so much. I mean. Yeah. She's terrifying. Yeah, I Even mean, she, cleaned up, she hey, looks terrifying. You know, I mean, first of all, she's like six and a half feet tall. Second <laughs> yeah, of all, it's huge. You know, she she looks like she looks like a um, ventriloquist dummy. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, like it's hard and difficult. And I get it; they want her to be scary. But I honestly thought, from the perspective of storytelling, that wasn't a great. You know, it wasn't a great. She looks like she looks like Bride of Chucky. You know, yeah. I, I just didn't think it was a great move. Um, but I get it because they want to make her, you know, they, they kind of turned her into this iconic image. Yeah. So it makes sense that way. Right. And I thought it was interesting. Like, they do have, 
they do have Ed and Lorraine kind of explain a couple of things in the movies that are, you know, that that's factually accurate when mm-hmm. you're a person that studies the paranormal. Like, for instance, that the doll is not haunted, but that it's being, you know, it's, yeah, it's a conduit. Right, mm-hmm. and that they want, you know, they want you to think that the doll is, and and really what there's a, you know, that the attachment is different than than what is represented. Um, but then you get into um, who was it? Was it what's the guy's name who was in um, Creation? Was it Lapaglia? What's his name? Who who played the? So the, so you had Annabelle, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the one where. The doll goes to the orphanage where there's yeah, the, that's creation. Yeah, that's creation, right? So yep. you, have, you mm-hmm. had just Annabelle, then yep. you had Annabelle creation, um, and then you had, and then you had the nun, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you had, so which was interesting because the nun is supposed to be the background of Lorraine Warren. Yes, that's uh, chronologically. It's like the first. I want to say it's like 1952 or 50 something like that. Is the when that's supposed to be happening in there? But it's also supposed to be her real history. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I mean, that's. It's she, not. Yeah, it's. Not. I mean, she interpretation she of not, it. She did not kill a vampire nun in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Romania, or wherever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She no. She did not do that. Um, you know, she worked at a Denny's. No, um, <laughs> she worked at a Friendly's like everybody else in Connecticut. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, you know, I mean, so so obviously there's vast liberties. But you know what's interesting is that the girl who played her in the movie is actually Vera Vera's sister. I can look. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're 20 years uh, different. So she's the one from American Horror Story. I think her name is Taysa. I think. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, and she plays... So she plays her older sister mm-hmm. as, you know, a younger person, which I thought was kind of cool, you know? like Yeah. Um, and I... Are they from Jersey? I think they're from Jersey. Whenever I... Hmm. I'm like... I'm just putting that... It's like, yeah, they're from Jersey. They might be. Um, I think they actually are. And um, I'm trying to see what her name is. Ooh, yeah. it's 26% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's when you know it's Not good. Not great. <laughs> okay, so it's Thaisa Farmiga. Okay. And then her sister is Vera Farmiga. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's how you pronounce the last name. Yeah. Um, and I think... You know, like I said, these are these guys. These people are like kind of A-list people. They're they're, you know, they're going to be cast in other things. Yeah. Um, but the nun falls outside the kind of the realm of the of the real footprint of. Uh... But then, um, the last one, which is um, Annabelle comes home. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what it is? Home. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, it comes home. That's them again. I mean, and mm-hmm. I think that there's a basis. There's actually some basis for a fact on those. Um, cool. What did you think of that one? I liked it. That was. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, that was. Um, I I really enjoy. I think you know across the board with uh, this Conjuring universe, I really enjoy 
the story element they give to it and you know the range of characters right so like this one in particular being the story of like you know it's it's essentially a kid's perspective right. you know what they're going through as opposed to you know just like here's a family and mother father kids this it's like we have um judy judy warren who's being who's with her babysitter then she then she has her um the babysitter has a pushy friend that you're just like very like um very halloween right yeah Mm -hmm. and i like that because at first you're like man she just wants to see all the spooky stuff right she's just being like a nosy friend hey have you heard that the warrens are you know this weird family and then when you find out that she has had this tragedy of her you know was in a car accident with her father and the father died right. and she has this spoiler guilt. Alert. Spoiler yes, alert. spoiler alert, sorry. But um but yeah, when she has for the, the literal motive. for the literal five people who are listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> so so yeah, it was cool and then of course all hell breaks loose. And then what's great too is the the humor they put in which in any horror movie when the humor comes in you're just like well everything's gonna hit the fan right i i enjoyed myself i got a chuckle oh god here it comes right 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 and when they bring in bob the kid bob right so and his whole experience with things so but yeah it's uh i think you can tell which movies they plan i mean which movies they're looking at and saying listen this these are the tent poles and the others mm-hmm. are where we're kind of kind of you know we're going to we're going to generate revenue yeah but you know there are certain movies where they're like no bring in the bring in the good you know bring in the the really good writers bring in the really good, because mm-hmm. i mean one of the things that you have with horror in general is that you you do have a kind of series of tropes and a series yes. of like characters in a can and and you know, oh, I know what's going to happen next because, you know, it always happens this way. Yeah, it's and, campy. It follows this. Mm-hmm. And the, the truth is, is that these movies do that too. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel like it's happening that way because it's a movie. You feel yes. like it's happening that way because that's the natural order of how these things go. And because you have good writers writing good dialogue and you have, to be honest with you, set designers that are knocking it out of the park seriously mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean you know the, the you had all of these different different uses of color and different uses of light and different mm-hmm. uses i mean you know like even in the beginning of of annabelle homecoming you know it was so colorful and, and you really got this vibe of like oh it's free love hippie shit you know i mean like yep like you know there was a completely different vibe than there was in the beginning of of um of like the nun, which was dark and, and you know, and so but you look at mm-hmm. you look at the movies where they've had these three movies that and you can tell that these three movies are the three movies. Mm-hmm. The others are just like they're just there to keep you wait like keep keep you occupied until yeah. you know, this film is ready. Yeah, until the big one comes out. And I think the I think the difficulty 
for people like me, mm-hmm. people who are hardcore paranormalists, people who are paranormal historians, right? People who look at the whole kind of structure and, and, and the whole, like, what really happened. When, when we look at these movies, it's like, this is a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. I just wish I didn't also have to be like, well, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Because yeah, because the, the fact is, is that the movies stand by themselves. Like, I enjoyed them. I think, you know, like, I love the characters, Ed and Lorraine Warren, in the movies. Mm-hmm. I think the characters Ed and Lorraine Warren in reality are more complex and more complicated and not as easy to just say, yes, I like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are people out there who are absolutely strong devotees to the Warrens. And, you know, I'm not even saying that they're not, that they weren't great investigators or that they weren't important or that they didn't do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that sometimes there some of their history is problematic y- you know what i mean yeah i i think i i think i told you to, to read up on stephen kaplan yeah um, I, did. And I don't know if you had a chance to do that but um you know he wrote a book called the uh, called the um amityville hoax and he dev- he was you know in his own way he was like he was a little bit yeah you know, he was a little bit off his rocker too um yeah because mm-hmm. he was so offended by their um, by their uh, advocacy for the Amityville house to be haunted that like he he wrote a whole book just refuting every single thing that they had written and I think he was a psychologist Um, yeah I think so Mm -hmm. and he ended up dying I think at like 43 of a a massive heart attack Um, Mm. and there is a scene in the first conjuring movie where Ed and Lorraine are on stage. They're on like the Merv Griffin show or something like something akin to the Merv Oh Griffin yeah. Where mm-hmm. he's like, do you want to, uh, Ed Warren is like, do you want to take this outside? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's actually Stephen Kaplan who's sitting on, on oh. So like that person was a real person and his name was Stephen Kaplan. He lived in Long Island. Um, mm-hmm. He was also a paranormal investigator and um, he, they, I mean, they kind of Lance Armstronged him, you know, like, mm. I mean, you know, Armstrong was famous for... That's a good way to put it. I mean, it, it's like, not only was it like, you're not allowed to say that we're wrong, we're mm. going to destroy you for yep. saying that we're wrong. So if you're not willing to be quiet, we're going to make it so you ha- that you can't... You have to be. Yeah, you that you're... Mm. And we're not, we're going to do it through a honestly through a lot of a lot of different avenues but mostly it was the people who were their kind of devotees mm-hmm. um you know where you were they I, I don't even know if they consciously did it but it was it you know they they um they fiercely protected their reputations um i don't know you know i mean I, yeah. I think there was collateral damage to that i think there were people that were hurt by the way that they did that I think it's very hard to stand. I think it's very hard to stand here on the other side of Ed and Lorraine Warren today, um, and say unless you're willing, unless you're willing to take the slings and arrows, it's very hard to, to criticize them today because 
True. They are kind of held up as these like you know paragons of of uh, virtue. Um, and yeah, and, and I, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think too with uh, Ed and Lorraine's uh, part on that, they were on like a TV special or something for Amityville. Like it was, it was this. Uh, I'm not going to call it a fluff piece, but it was something where, you know, they had to, we're having a film crew come out and we need to prove that Amityville is legit and here the stars, right. Ed and Lorraine Warren are on, on TV. So maybe they have like the expectation is, all right, we have to deliver. So oh, yes, yeah. it is haunted. Oh, yeah. It is this. Well, I also so think, I also think it was like, Listen, the big issue with Amityville is mm-hmm. not whether or not the place was haunted. And now, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of stepping outside the conjuring. It's not whether or not the place was haunted. Mm-hmm. It's purely, it's purely did it benefit Ronnie DeFeo or not? Because yeah. if you say the place was, listen, if no one had died there mm-hmm. and someone had created the Amityville horror yeah, and had created these stories and it said it was an Indian burial ground and done all of this, and you know, people got duped into watching movies and buying books. You'd be like, "Hey, that's Hollywood. That's how it goes." Yep. But Ronnie DeFeo killed his family. You know, people mm-hmm. died, and and the idea that the creation of the mythology of the Amityville horror in some way um, made it either easier for him, or gave him some kind of an out, or um, or you know mitigated his his culpability in that that's where you start having problems because now yeah. it's like did you just hand this guy the devil made me do it y- you know what i mean mm-hmm. where where now people are saying well hey maybe he was possessed and maybe he was this and maybe he was that and i think that's where you start getting into the area of the amityville that people find super uncomfortable because yeah because you can you can take stories of a haunted location and you know, make them a little bit bigger, make them a little sure. bit scarier. And honestly, we're not going to give a shit about that. Y- you mm-hmm. know, uh, we're not going to care. But when you start stepping into, like, this dude killed his little brothers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This dude killed his sister. And are you making that... Are you in some way handing him a defense of that? Yeah. And I think that that's the muddy water. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that started happening with the Warrens, and I and, and and honestly, their response was it was haunted, and we cleared it. You know. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I mean, listen, Amityville has been completely debunked. It yeah. has been it it has been proven to be, uh, it the the case that uh, that it was as it was made has been proven to be false. Okay. Whether there was something else in there, some of the I don't know, but but all of the story of the Amityville horror that everybody heard about has been proven to be false, and yet Anne and Lorraine Warren survived that, and yeah. I think it's it's kind of like some some uh, famous psychics from like the you know from like the late 19th century where mm. they were caught hoaxing you know eight percent of the time. Um, yeah. And people are like, yes, but 92% of the time they didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good ratio to you know, compare where, where it to. Where people yeah. are like, mm-hmm. 
where people are like, listen, they got that one wrong, and they're willing to give them the benefit of that doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will tell you, if you only ever looked at Ed and, and Lorraine Warren through the films The Conjuring, you would really like them. Yeah, I mean, I they are likable. The characters are super likable. Mm-hmm. In the films, they're super likable. You know, they're they're very... Uh, I, I think it's interesting that, like, you don't see anything of their family life. I mean, you see how the little girl has to deal with, like, the shit at school. Yeah. But, but like, you don't... It's like... They're never at, like, dinner parties or, you know, or, like... Um, yeah, there's no social right, sense to it. Yeah. Right. You get this feeling that they're always together and always doing this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but, I, I, you know... Like I said, one of the reasons why we started talking about this was, well, twofold. One was that they were going back to the house, and we thought it would be really interesting uh, to talk about it before they went back to the house. And of course, we're talking about it afterwards. But the other was um, because the people on the sets have been claiming that they've been having experiences um, while shooting. And the idea that somehow the subject matter of the films have been leading to um, I guess hauntings on the sets themselves I mean it was when this film first came out I think there was a lot of people from the original film that oh okay you know mm-hmm. the, um, when the last film came out um, they were releasing a lot of interviews with the people from the first Conjuring talking about how uh, the set had become haunted or that they had started to have um, you know, paranormal experiences themselves um, and I guess, you know, I mean that that leads to the question of you know I mean, is that just bullshit? Is that is that um, marketing? Or you know, or do you feel that the subject matter can lead to phenomena? You know, what's your feeling on that? Because there's a lot of famous, there's a lot of movies that are based, that have uh, some kind of demonic tie to them, or some kind of demonic, um, you know, subject matter that have a reputation for the set being haunted. Yeah, I mean, obviously it always helps marketing with something, a story like that. But yeah, uh, Poltergeist with uh you know uh what's the little girl's name carolyn carol yeah carol ann yes with her like making the was it the second movie or third movie and then she uh you know ended up dying from uh from an illness or yeah, something she died from a bowel obstruction. that's what it was yeah yeah so but Dominic Dunn, uh, uh, Dominique Dunn, who was the older sister in the movie, um, between the first and the second one, is murdered by her. Mm-hmm. You know, is is murdered by her um, her ex boyfriend. And then you had, um, I think, between the second and the third, or or the the man who played the preacher, he died of, uh, I want to say pancreatic cancer. I mean, there was something like mm-hmm. eight deaths associated with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then, when you look at something like The Conjuring, they, like, they literally they were not at the house. They were at a different house entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they looked at it at, like they, these people said, listen, at three o'clock in the morning, we were hearing noises, we were hearing knocks. And it's like, okay, well, was the house haunted or, you know, were, was the set haunted or was it just like the fact that you were making this movie was, was this some kind of self-created phenomena? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think they were showing video. I think they each had like pictures of scratches that they'd gotten and stuff like that. That's kind mm. of unusual. You yeah, know it's I mean? pretty wild. Like, so, you know, where, where does that, you know, where does that come in? And what is it about, like, what is it about the, this, this particular series of films? You know, like, is it because you have the same crew getting back together and, and stuff like that? I mean, I'm trying to think of some other famously haunted sets. I mean, the Exorcist set, mm-hmm. had, you know, that had a reputation for, for activity. And, and I think people were so terrified of the Exorcist that the idea of even touching the subject matter because you're not really just talking about a ghost you're actually talking about like the devil you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of what other your other famously haunted sets well Um, i did look up uh this is actually like a little pop-up on like a sponsored ad that i saw but there um you know shutter it's like the horror netflix it says that they're going to be putting out a documentary series called Cursed Films. Right. And it's going to be talking about, uh, we have uh, Exorcist, Poltergeist, and The Omen. Right. And those are, honestly, those movies from that era, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I get that. Because it's yeah. like, like Rosemary's Baby, or, mm. you know, Burns Offerings, or because or, they were so scary for their time period. I mean, now they're like, jaded. You know, now we'd be like, oh, that's so cute, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> because not that we do scarier things, but we, there's very little left to the imagination now when it comes to film, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think we're moving into, I, I, one of the things that I think is happening is, and we're, we, you know, we're getting off subject, but we are moving into an area of horror film making mm-hmm. where you truly are at like, you know, these are good films. These are well written, well mm-hmm. directed, and really well acted. You know, well the performances are really good. Like Hereditary. You know, yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. like like us. Like you know, like where you're yeah, talking so about good. films that are where where there's not a you know, it, it, it's not like a rush to produce. We're not talking about B films anymore. We're talking about the subject matter and the genre being treated with the same kind of uh, authenticity and respect as other films are. And I don't know that we've seen that before, except maybe in the 70s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before we start, before Halloween, because Halloween did change things. You know, Halloween itself was a great movie, but it's yeah. kind of like Rocky, you know, like where you're like, where, where when you think of Rocky, it's like, oh, yeah, Rocky, he beats that guy up, then he beats that guy up. And it's like, yeah, but remember the first Rocky was nominated for an Academy Award, you know, and yeah. won. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, because it was more than what it was more than what it created, yeah. you know, like the basis of it. Um, so I guess to wrap it up, I, I, I'd like to go back and talk a little bit about the family going back to the uh, – back to the house, back to the Conjuring house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, 
I thought I thought the uh, Kindred Spirits episode was very moving. Oh, absolutely. And and I thought it was. And listen, you know, I don't watch a ton of these shows anymore. I do happen to like the way um, Amy and Adam investigate. I think they kind of investigate the way the way. Um, no, I don't think most people investigate the, that way. I think they investigate with heart. Um, yeah. I think the historical data is really important to mm-hmm. both of them. Um, I thought it was really cool that they kind of recognized the iconic... Oh. oh my god, did you hear that? <laughs> it's a hellhound! <laughs> did you, oh god, they, the movie <laughs> came alive. Oh god. It's called Sam and Dean! Um, yeah. <laughs> Get the salt and the iron. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I. <laughs> My apologies that, for that. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I thought that they did. I thought that that you know, I thought the iconic nature of the place and how moved they were by it was mm-hmm. really interesting. You know, like it's kind of like, like listen, I know Amityville is a hoax, but I would still love. To oh. go to that house, you know what of I course. mean. Like I still, and if I went there, I'd be like, "Do you guys see a flying pig? Is there a flying <laughs> pig named Jody? You know, um, is there a red room in the basement? Please, is there? Is there? You know, I I, I, need to I know. would still be that way, you know. Um, and I thought it was really, I thought it was really interesting and really compelling. And I thought, you know, you saw that that moment where they weren't getting anything, and and you could see them kind of like. Yeah, they they let out that I can't believe right, you know? that nothing is like we're getting nothing. Like how are we as if and I and I <laughs> and I think part of it was this kind of like you know, they they can't make the evidence happen. You know what I mean? But this no. idea of we have all these people watching and we want to bring them something, but also like like you know, it's an iconic place for them too. Oh, you know, of course, yeah. They you know, they were like, we have to be level-headed, right? Going in this because we know so much. Right, we know so much of the stuff. You know what I did think was interesting was mm. historically, and there's a lot of people who talk about Bathsheba and all of that stuff, which really there's very little mm. historical basis for. You know, people are like, why would you bring it up? Because it's it's a really cool name. You know, yeah. Bathsheba's <laughs> a good ass name. You know. Um, <laughs> I thought one of the reasons why they didn't have any activity was there were no children in the building at the time that they were investigating. Didn't even think of that. It's in every other time you had somebody who either was moving into puberty or moving moving out of puberty. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case during any of the now you had the Perone children, but they're not children anymore. No. You know, so I was wondering if, and I'm not, I'm certainly not suggesting that you use children as bait or anything like that. No. The family is having these experiences when their kids are home. Yeah, yeah, the family that's there now. Mm -hmm. Leads me to believe that at least part of this is in some way um, impacted by the age of the people who are present in the home, which would lead me to believe that some of it, at the very least, is there's some poltergeist um, aspect to it. Um, and that is my paranormal diagnosis. We can't decide, <laughs> wait, we can't decide, we can't decide whether we want it to be diagnosis paranormal. Yeah. Or, 
paranormal paranormal diagnosis. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like um, diagnosis paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, trademark Kathy Kelly. I'm just there. <laughs> Copyright trademark hashtag Kathy Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Sean, we have been hammering and yammering at each other for lo these almost two an hour. A, yeah, two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> for the last six hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, you know, uh, let's let's uh, wrap this up so we can mm. edit this and get it out to people. Cool. Um, but let's also, uh, you know, make sure that everybody knows that Sean's going to be, um, we're going to be doing these um, at least once a month. Um, and we're going to, we're going to pick a lot of different subjects. I, I, I think the next subject that I'd like to do is I really do want to talk a little bit about some of the cryptids that are in Texas. Um, yeah, in yeah. fact, in fact, I have been super curious about the Thunderbirds that have been seen in Texas in the last 150 years. Um, because I was just listening to a story somewhere and I can't remember where, um, yeah. where somebody, it was, it was a trucker that was driving through Texas, um, who claimed to have seen what he thought was a pterodactyl. Now, I realize what that sounds like. You know, I realize that. <laughs> but I also have to say, you know, there are vestiges in our world of things that survived a long, 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 you know, from a long, yeah. long, 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 long time ago. Um, and the idea of Thunderbirds is not alien. I mean, I mean, that's part of Native American culture as well. Mm -hmm. Um so we're going to talk with Sean about some of the weird shit that he's got going on in, in Texas, um, <laughs> including cryptids, because I think Texas has some of the coolest cryptids. And from what I understand, about 80% of... <laughs> <laughs> about 80% of yep, American right on the history nose. is Texas history. <laughs> and wait a second. And about... 90% of Texas history <laughs> is American history. Uh-huh. And, and 85%. Yeah. <laughs> and about 100% of it is bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, went, I don't know where I went with that one. But, um, yeah, just off the rails. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't mess with Texas. Yep. Um, but I have, I have... Listen, some of my best friends are from Texas. But... Yeah. Um, Although she's always like Austin, I'm from Austin, yeah. and I don't think Austin is Texas. It's kind of like Miami no. is not Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I have a friend who was like, I'm moving to Florida, and I was like, Oh, really? Ooh. You know, you're like 40 percent more likely to get killed by a serial killer. Yeah. And she's like, Well, we're going to Mexico. I'm like, I mean, we're going to Miami. I'm like, You don't say Florida if you're going yeah. to Miami. Just like, <laughs> you know, you don't if you're go if you're moving to Paris, you say I'm moving to Paris. You yep. don't say I'm moving to France, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, with without for you know with, without going any longer, we are going to be talking to Sean again, and I did just give him his assignment, which is cryptids of of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, thanks a lot, Sean, for calling in, and thanks to everybody who's listening. Um, this has been Paranormal Tales from the Tower, coming to you from Paranormal Tower in Asbury Park's historic downtown district. We've been talking about the Conjuring universe, which I hope inspires you guys to go out and do some research on actual paranormal history because we do have a history there. We do have, it's not only movies, it's not only TV shows. There are people who have been doing the heavy lifting of paranormal research 
for literally hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so I encourage you to go out, look into the Warrens, look into Harry Price, look into Hans Holzer, but go a little bit further back as well. Look into the Ghost Club and, and um, Hodges and, and, and lots of really great minds that devoted themselves to the study of the paranormal. And without further ado, I'm going to say goodbye and goodbye to you, Sean. Yes, goodbye. Thanks uh, so much for having me again. I should say so long until we meet again. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, everybody, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace out.